Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Leanne Roseborn, and this is Inside Exec. Today we're continuing our thoughts on a recording that we made recently that we still don't as yet have permission to put out live. Fuliana has recorded her thoughts on all three parts of the discussion and my comments today are about the last two parts. As you would remember, I did some comments previously about the first part of the conversation. What a great career and journey so far. Thank you for sharing. I really enjoyed that. I'm going to give some feedback on my takeout out of this. Firstly, I can definitely relate to being bilingual and how far we have come. And it's fantastic that now it is and has been for a while now. I've been very, very much appreciated that we have more than one language because we can communicate better. And as we know, communication is key to everything. Is um, That's um, Kim's favourite topic as well. Now, in relation to some of the really valuable points that came out is... How many times have we heard people saying, oh no, they forget what I said or they don't listen to what I said? That's absolutely not true. In this communication, we heard what impact has certain people made on Mariana's life. And that goes back to when she was really young and her teacher. She mentioned the teacher by name. She mentioned people throughout her career by name that's going back over 20 years or so and when you think about that I really think we should all remember that whatever we do and how we talk to people and how we interact with them has an impact and the thing to remember is make it positive you might forget about it but the person that you helped or shared or whatever does not forget and we saw that just now the other bit is in relation to the difference with people. We're here talking about children and how the children are so much effort are put by the educators into tune into each individual and their needs and interact with them the way that they will respond. Now, that absolutely apply to all of us right throughout life and particularly at work. At work, we've got to remember not one size fits all. We are individuals and we all like to be treated and communicated with and, and for us to communicate with others individually. And that's really important because we'll get more outcome, a bigger outcome and we get a more profitable relationship with each other. I like very much how the culture there is about... The, the team members look after each other and they don't wait or they look out for each other. Their safety at work, their emotional needs, a laugh, a congratulations. And, and that's really powerful. Talking of powerful, it again came out loud and clear. Power is not in the position or the status. It is very much in the behavior. So just because I've got a title of ex um, head of ex everything <laughs> it does not mean I get listened to or anything like that and that in itself gives me the power it gives me the responsibility it gives me the accountability yes but it is more about how we actually work 
with people and how we relinquish that power, traditional power word, and forget about that and treat each, each other equally. And that point was made loud and clear. I also believe that by doing that and not judging, but say when someone make a mistake or you make a mistake again, the point was made quite, and that's one of my favourites, is don't start screaming, shouting and, and, and judging. Let's fix it and let's see how, why it went wrong and how to avoid it happening again. I really believe that people do need each other and rely on each other and I think we can help each other. When talking about doing assessment to identify what special needs are in, in say, children, I guess it's similar in my book to performance management in the workplace. Performance management is not just about numbers and grading and pay, pay increase and, and that sort of thing. It is really more about having the process, the structure and the responsibility of the, um, the leader to say, look, you are doing really, really great here. This is the bit of strength and here is, we're going to help you. We, you can do this, this and this to grow this skill or to enhance this skill or whatever. It's all about us enabling each other to be the best that we can be. So in summary, communication, teamwork, really caring about each other and very, very much about you do impact people, whether you know it or not, make it positive. Thank you again very much. This time around, I guess the, the areas that we discussed were more in general management terms, particularly obviously for the area of work that we were discussing. But it was interesting to hear our guests talk about management worries in relation to physical safety. We've talked a lot in this podcast about mental safety, mental wellness and, and well-being at work, but physical safety is probably something that we haven't actually considered. And in some industries, that is an issue. In some industries, it is not as regulated as we might expect it to be. Now, for, as you know, Fuliana and I both came from a construction industry background, and so we would have expected that that was an industry that was well regulated in terms of physical safety. Never occurred to us that there might be other industries that you wouldn't think of as risks in terms of physical safety and perhaps in some ways there's not a lot they can do to prevent that because it's part of the care that they give. So if you think about hospitals, about nursing, about medicine in general, about paramedics, about fire and rescue services, those places where they go into dangerous situations and yes there's a level of management in terms of their physical safety but there's also an uncontrolled element of physical safety and so we talked a little bit about that and about, as a manager, how you have to find a balance between your management responsibilities, your personal care responsibilities to these people who are working with you and for you, and the outcomes that you need to get and the budgetary restraints that might be there in terms of providing actual physical support or or physical safety issues. So that was a very interesting discussion and I think one that we hadn't thought about particularly before. So if it's something that is of worry in your own industry, then 
hopefully when we do get final approval to show to release these uh, recordings what we talked about might help you to look at your situation a little bit better what that led to was a discussion about how feeling unsafe so for, so for an individual feeling unsafe in the workplace might well manifest itself in behaviors that you do have to manage so it might mean that if people don't feel like they're physically safe that they avoid coming to work or they avoid working in certain situations or they avoid working with certain other people, other colleagues, then that is something that you need to manage. You need to identify that it's it's not that they don't want to do the work, it's there's some underlying other issue that you need to get at and address in whatever way you can. I would remind you that we go back to Taylor Proctor, who we talked to in 2019, and she talked about it was probably more about uh, mental health, mental well-being, but she talked about a management philosophy that she uses called the big six plus one. So it's six things that you don't talk about at work that are not necessary to talk about at work because they may make someone feel uncomfortable, less part of the team, less inclined to, to give their all to the rest of the group. And I would recommend that you go back and have a listen to that or read the transcript that's there. Our guest also talked in the second part about how she doesn't like the word boss. She doesn't like to be called boss. She doesn't like it to be referred to as their boss because she doesn't feel that that is a, a complimentary term. She likes to feel like she is part of the team, that the team all works together, that they all have special skills, that they can contribute to the working of a team. And she has an extraordinarily good team. And I think the basis of it was something that she talked about just in passing, and it was about how she deals with issues where things don't go right. And that overridingly, her staff will say to her, well, you don't get angry with us. You don't get seem to, to be frustrated if we make a mistake. And her response is always, how can that help us? How will that fix it or help you? or change the outcome of this issue. Let's just focus on what we want the outcome to be. And I think that's a really good lesson to reinforce. I know we've talked about it before. Fuliala talks about it a lot. It's not about throwing blame. It is about what is the outcome we want? How can we learn from this? How do we move on? And that getting angry, getting frustrated, although that might be your response. I know Tony Robbins talks about Give yourself 90 seconds to, to blow off the steam and then focus on where you're moving to, where you're going to next. And I think that that approach that our guest talked about of saying, well, how is that? How is me getting angry going to help fix this situation or help you learn from this situation or give us a, a positive outcome? So a really good lesson that was reinforced in our discussion. In the third part of the discussion with our guest, she went a bit further on that topic and she talked about the actual communication that happens in that kind of a situation and how you have to always have in mind that whatever interaction you're having, whether it's the, the good morning talk or whether it's the something that is a little bit more work-focused, that you have to keep in mind the outcomes because the outcome will determine how you communicate. So if you want to sever a relationship, you don't want anything more to do with this particular situation, you will communicate differently to if you want to have 
a more long-term outcome, a better outcome, a different outcome, an ongoing relationship, whatever else it is. And I guess when we talk about it in theoretical terms, it sounds like it's sensible, it sounds like it's common sense, but how do we remind ourselves of that when we're in the moment, when we're trying to communicate something and we're just dealing with the next thing that we're going to say rather than what is the outcome we want. And I think we've got to always remind ourselves as managers that we need the long-term approach. We need the, the broad umbrella rather than the immediate dagger that might be coming out of our mouths, so to speak. We also talked to her about because she's had this wealth of experience in terms of the practicalities of this industry, whether she would consider moving into a, a higher management role, more of a, a mentoring, coaching, teaching type of role for those who are service providers in this area. And she was adamant, yeah, we just got a straight no, no. Not ever would she consider it. And it was interesting because she's obviously had the opportunity. She's obviously been in an organisation that would encourage her to do it because they value the skills that she developed in this very specialised area. But she felt that moving away from the practical side of things was going to lessen her relevance, lessen her understanding of the the industry, the emerging situations, the the practicalities. And I thought it was interesting because it really is something that we see in some of the bigger organisations where they say to their managers that they, they have to spend one day at the coalface, in the, the people-to-people facing the customers, dealing with the customers, going out on the road, whatever else it is in your industry, so that you get a sense of what it's like for your employees in that role, but also what the customers, what the clientele are dealing with how they're coming in because that's always a changing landscape and so I think it's a very good point that she made she made it in terms of herself and the knowledge that she wouldn't be as happy in a role that took her away from that that coalface practicality that she likes to feel keeps her relevant keeps her learning keeps her engaged keeps her interested in the, the job that she's doing so Overall, a really fascinating discussion. I do hope that sometime soon we get permission from the employing organisation to run those podcasts for you. But in the short term, Fulana and I have both given you some things to think about and some ways that what we talked about might help you in your roles. For now, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fulana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Mm-hmm.